Thank you. How many were blessed with Leah, huh? That was awesome, man. You know, as Daryl was giving that word, I, I was receiving this word, too, at the same time. I thought, well, I'm going to get the mic in a minute, so I'll just say it then instead of trying to interrupt what was going on. But the, the Lord was telling me, I was looking around, I was seeing all the posture of all you guys. And I was just saying, the Lord was saying, I'm so pleased with that posture. I'm listening, I'm hearing, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm pouring out my blessings now as, as you guys are worshiping me. You guys came in, you were ready. You were ready, I saw it. I saw like the, the white robes and you were all ready to worship the Lord. It was a good thing. And it's so awesome of what she was saying and how much of that goes into the word that I'm going to bring this morning. I'm going to try and make it quick, but I don't want, I don't want to stifle the Holy Spirit this morning, okay? I really feel like the Holy Spirit was moving here, so I will be quick. I'll, I might sound like a chipmunk at times when I'm talking, but it's because I'm trying to get through something really quick, okay? But uh, you'll never guess what I'm going to talk on this morning. Chipmunks? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm going to go a different way with that. A lot, a lot of people um, think about it, and, and they, 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 they go a different way with it. This morning, I want to kind of share with you what happens when you don't have Thanksgiving. What happens in your life when you don't have it, okay? So I'm going to go in this morning, and, and uh, I've taught like on thankfulness, gratitude, and many other titles surrounding the Thanksgiving season. However, this morning, I want to talk about what happens when you don't have Thanksgiving. And a lot of this is personal. So um, if I get emotional, if something happens, just kind of oh, yeah, yeah, look away and then come back, okay? But this morning, from a guy, and I'm sure that many of you could have a list like this, okay? I'm sure you could. Um, from someone who's lost a wife, a business, I've lost my health, I've lost my mom, I've lost my dad, and I could go on. There are more. I could make a bigger list. I could complain. Really, I could. I could get up here and say all the things that, that I have lost or that I felt have been done wrong to me or all those other things. It doesn't take much to lose your thankfulness. There are so many ways the devil would like to steal it. They would like to steal your gratitude and your joy. So I found that this is a very important subject that we take for granted. We really do. We take it for granted. And if you don't, good for you. Because you need thankfulness on your whole life journey. Not just on Thanksgiving Day. Not just now. But you need it tomorrow. You need it the next day. You need it the next month. The next year. You need it till God calls you home. This is something that I believe you need to keep in front of you the whole time. The whole time you're living if you lose your thankfulness, it can be very scary. And I was thinking about that because I've, I've experienced it. I've, I've actually come to that point where I wonder if I'd lost it. It can be very scary. And it's a core message that I think we all need to continually keep in front of us. You see, regardless of what part of your journey on, you're, you are on in your journey, it's important to take time to be grateful for what you have rather than spending time being ungrateful for what you don't have. And that can be easy to do. It can be easy to sit back and think of all the things that you don't have. You see, there is much to get in the way of staying thankful. And I'm preaching to myself as well as I am to all of you this morning. 
Thankfulness is something that if you don't have, you could lose everything. I want to go through the scriptures and I want to show you that if you don't have a heart of thankfulness, then today is the day you need to turn it on. You really do. It's important. It gives God glory. Did you know that? That when you're thankful, it gives Him the glory. And I want to say this as well, that familiarity kills the thankful heart because you get used to things. We should not get used to coming to church every Sunday. We should not get used to seeing the salvations. We should not get used to seeing God move in our services. We need to keep that in front of us and we need to be, we need to be telling God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, I'm, and I know we do. I know we do. It's something about that hunger and the thirst that I'm going to touch on and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it throughout my message. But we saw, we really did, we saw a great move of Jesus at Jesus Reigns this year. It was amazing. It really was amazing. We've seen miracle ha miracles happening in our midst here in this church. We've been growing in the anointing during the service outs and in the side, the service and outside of the service in our lives. And God has given us a taste. And I believe he's asking us, will you contend for more? Will you keep contending for more? I really believe as a church that we should purposefully do that. We should make it something every day, every, every time. Leah was talking about those quiet moments in the, in the next coming hours of our day being with our family. You get, a, you get a quiet moment, use it to thank God. Use it to, to lift up the praise, the sacrifice of praise to Him. You see, once that hunger and thirst dies from familiarity, a thankful heart goes. And you know what happens when Thanksgiving goes? Because I know what comes in. Offense, bitterness, and all those things that come in. Even jealousy can come in. And you lose Thanksgiving and a thankful heart. So if you would uh, turn to Romans 1, 21, and then I'm going to read 29 through 31 right after that. I'm reading out the New Living Translation. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. I want you to underline that. They wouldn't even give Him thanks. They knew God, but wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. The key again is thankfulness. These things will happen if you lose a thankful heart. Verse 29, it goes on to say that their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. And they invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and they have no mercy. Did you guys hear what I just read? And I tell you, if that doesn't scare you, you should check your thankfulness meter. Man, I, I, did you use that one time? Thankfulness? Or not a thankfulness meter, but a meter, you said. Man, if we could, like, just put a meter on the wall and, and let it be at home, and you could walk around and you could always check it, make sure you were, like, right in that, not in the red line and not too low, but you were right in the right perfect place. 
Sometimes I think if you lost your thankfulness, you don't really know that you've done it. You've gone so far that it's slipped out of your hands. You see, when you have a heart of thanksgiving, he receives the glory. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.15. It says that all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be a great there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. It's right there. You see, when you have a heart of thanksgiving, you give God glory. How many want to give God glory today? Amen? He receives all the glory. You lose thankfulness, you lose your calling. You lose your destiny. You lose the will of God over your life and it's something that you can't afford to lose. And I'm speaking to myself as well as I am to you this morning. I'm going to say that a couple times just so you know. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm just saying we need to be careful. We need to, we need to keep that heart of gratitude in front of us at all times. It seems like the past seven years of my life, it's been one thing after another. And I've named some of them this morning. And I've had a lot of things that have gotten in the way of happiness. And I've personally been struggling and keeping my thankfulness in front of me. I've seen my joy, happiness, health, and my will go and it be stripped away from me. And the first thing I noticed, I was offended and I had bitterness. And I got angry, angry with God. Because I said, what have I done to deserve all this? Terrible thing to say before God. But, I'm telling you, with the right heart attitude, you can do that. You can go to God and you can be honest with him and say, God, I'm angry. And I'm angry with you. I don't, I don't want to take it out against you, but I'm telling you, I don't understand. I need you to show me. My worship suffered. My time with God suffered. And I think... Those things are the things that I noticed the most in my life. And if it, it was a gradual thing. It didn't happen overnight. It was little by little. It was like something was chipping away at each little part of my heart and, and, and bearing it out open. And I believe more than anything it was God doing a work. At the time, I didn't know it. At the time, I didn't like it. But it, I know now that God is always good. He always does something for our good, for his glory. You see, this didn't happen overnight. It happened little by little. And if it hadn't been for my relationship and my love for God, my knowledge of the scripture and the person that God has so faithfully put in my life at the right time, who pointed these things out to me when I was being blindsided by the things that were going on in my life, if it hadn't been for his great mercy and love, I'm not sure where I would have been today. And when the Lord confronted me on these things, I went home and I asked God, tenderize my heart, God. Soften me. I don't want to go hard-hearted. And he put me under his wings and he forgave me of all the things I was wrong in doing and to forgive those who I felt had wronged me. That's important. Do not hold on to the things do not hold on to your grudges. You see, we all have struggles. Life is hard. Life is challenging. You have good days and you have bad days, and that will never change. 
He didn't promise us a rose garden, did he? He didn't always have a rose garden himself. But one thing the good news says that Jesus, about Jesus, that his steadfast love never changes. So you can always count on his steadfast love. Thank you, Jesus, for your steadfast love and that you're slow to anger. If you have a thankful heart, you can get through any storm that comes your way. If you have a heart of thankfulness and thanksgiving, you can find something to be grateful. There are so many things that you can find to be grateful for. And I was going to ask people to list some right now, but I'm not. We're going to wait till the end because we're going to do it anyway. But if your mind thinks of all the things that you don't have, you become bitter, offended, Comparison will come in. Fear of man will come in. And you will lose what the Lord is trusting you with. And I'm so grateful for this leadership position that the Lord has entrusted me with. I'm grateful. What a blessing. What an honor from God. And the Lord spoke to me and said, If I can't trust you with this, how can I trust you with any more? Coming in here should excite me forever. And the moment that it doesn't, I know I've lost gratitude. I realized that the days I got up and I said, just another day of church or just another day of life, what a dredge today's going to be. I knew I had lost gratitude. And I had to check my heart. You see, God will end up finding someone else. He'll raise up someone with a, a, a deeper desire. Someone who's hungry. Someone who says, I'm willing. Did you know, I, I read this the other day. It said that, uh, um, and, and I've heard this preached before, that Reinhard Bonnke said the Lord told him that he was in third place. In other words, the Lord told him, you know, you're third place. I really have these other guys, but you know what makes you stand out? He said the others said they didn't want it. They weren't willing. Catherine Krumman said the same thing. She said that the Lord told her that she was in seventh place. Not first, second, third, fourth, or fifth, or sixth. Has anybody here heard Catherine Krumman? Have you ever been to a Catherine Krumman service? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But she was in seventh place, the Lord told her. But she said, the reason I chose you, because you told me that you'd do anything. You told me that you'd pay the price, whatever the cost. You told me, I'm willing, Lord, use me. And when I read that, and when I heard that, I just had to fall on my knees, and I had to repent before God and say, God, forgive me. Choose me. I'm willing. Whatever the cost, whatever the price, whatever the persecution, I know many of us need to make that choice today. Some of us have never made that choice. We've taken it for granted. You said, I love God. I'm thankful a little bit for what I got. But that's not the kind of thankfulness I'm talking about. Every day after that, I began to thank him. And that's what I mean. Every moment that you have a chance to thank God, take the time. Take the time. Thank him for choosing me. Thank him for the things that he had called me to do. I began to thank him for all the other things in my life, which I had taken for granted. I started to really search my brain to find out 
What can I be thankful for? And I found so much. So much. That's the heart of God. That's the heart that God has called us to have. He's called us to have that heart. It's so easy to get familiar. It's so easy to get comfortable. And what you get to do and the things we think that we do around here, that they're common, but they're not. They're not common things. I'm telling you, you can go to some churches and what you see in this church is not common. We need to be thankful for our church, for the people that we have. My experience is that if you stay hungry and thirsty and keep praying through to keep your thanksgiving and your first love alive, that's what you need to do. And if you lost your first love, it's time to burn again with that first love. If you don't, you will quit. I guarantee you. You will abandon your call because it's too hard to continue and do all these things and face the world and all the things that are in it on your own. The only way that we can do it is through the power and the blood and salvation of Jesus Christ in our lives. The world calls it a crutch. I call, I call it a necessity. It's a necessity. It's a daily staple. It's something that keeps us alive. 2 Chronicles 5, 13 through 15, if you would. Uh. The trumpeters and singers performed together in unison and praise and gave thanks to God, accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. And they raised their voices and praised the Lord with these words. He is good. His faithfulness endures forever. And at that moment, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not continue their service because of the cloud, for the glorious, glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of God. Lord, do that in this place today. Do that in our hearts every day. May the glory of the Lord and that cloud cover us every single day. How many felt that at the end of that last song that Leah sang? Whew. I was waiting for the cloud. <laughs> Maybe you saw it. God is so good. And all the time. I, I'm asking, Lord, do that in this place. Bring about our thanksgiving, our unity, our hunger, and our thirst so we can be part of that biggest revival that God's beginning to do in this land and we can be part of that. At Jesus' range, I just want to say again, we saw something really that we've never really seen happen before and it's been after several years and a lot of hard work and we saw hearts that were hungry and thirsty and full of gratitude and thanksgiving both in the worship teams and the people that came by the end of the day, there was such an overwhelming presence of thanksgiving that people were shouting and worshiping on the ground, prostrate before the Lord, and everybody saw the presence of God fall heavy in that place. A lot of us were tired due to the, the setup and the planning of that day of celebration. Even I slept the night at the Hillsborough Fairgrounds and couldn't sleep. I mean, I was in my truck, and every little noise, I'm like, who's that, you know? I just couldn't sleep. But when the day came, I saw people coming in, and guess what they brought? They brought 100%. They brought the sacrifice of praise in with them. Everyone bought their very best, whether it was worship team, 
a message from the pastors or the people that came. Everybody gave it all and nothing was held back. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for all. They say it doesn't cost anything. It costs everything. It was a long day, but we all got up the next day with thankful hearts and we went to our respected churches. And later that night, I started getting messages from different people that they could still feel the anointing from the night before, from the day before. And they said their services were affected in such a way that they had never seen before. I'm like, wow, God, you're amazing. The glory fell on all these other services. People left messages about how they were healed that day. And even the next couple of weeks, I heard people still walking. I still got messages weeks later. I'm still walking in that anointing that God fell. And it was affecting their surroundings. It changed the atmosphere. Again, I want to reiterate this year, it was just a taste. I want to reiterate that it is just a taste that God is seeing if we will continue to chase hunger and thirst for more. Excuse me for a minute. I need to take care of my nose. As it blows, but hey. <laughs> Excuse me. They had to blow the nose and they were preaching, but they didn't want to. There you go. Now you don't feel so bad. <laughs> I really believe that God wants us to contend for our first love and the hearts, our hearts of gratitude and thankfulness. I believe that God is going to visit us in a way we've never seen it before. I've been feeling it in my spirit. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard words given on it. I've had messages and, and, and words spoken over my life on it. And he wants to know if we're willing are we all in? All of us. Are we in? You ever have a, you ever have a group of friends and you're saying, are you in? You know, we're going to go do something. Are you in? That's what God's saying. He says, are you in? I want you all in. Not just partly in. He'll move like that to provoke us. To respond. And say, Yes, I want more. I'm going to go after it. He's saying there's more. There's more. Will you come after for more? Will you be unified? Will you come together? Will you all have the same heart because there's more? God is about to visit us in a way we've never seen before. I really believe that. I really believe he's coming to this place. Well, he's already here. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is he's going to move in a bigger way. We've seen it. We've tasted it. We've smelt it. We've, we've worshipped him. we felt it. And, and I think it's a taste. He's saying, okay, here you go. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start showing you the miracles that can actually happen. But you're going to have to chase after it. You have to chase after me. And you've got to keep that thankfulness and, and gratitude in front of you at all times. Please don't be a person that sits in here and says, man, that sounds really good. I could be part of it. I'm asking you now, are you all in? Are you in? Your heart should be saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm in. 
I'm in all the way. Head over heels. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go to the bottom of the ocean if I have to. Do it here. Do it over there. Do it around the world. You see, in the days of David, they had choirs just to sing songs of thanksgiving and praise. Did you know that? Did you know that David had people, choirs, positioned just to sing the praises and thanksgiving of the Lord? Not to look cool, not to be cool. But David knew how to move the heart of the Lord. He knew the heart of the Lord. How many here knows the heart of the Lord? Or would like to get to know it better? Whew. When Nehemiah was rebuilding the wall in Jerusalem, he knew that he had to implement the practice of thanksgiving and praise. Just read about it. It's in the Bible. I have time to go to it. But it keeps you focused on a bigger picture and not your circumstances. You see, Nehemiah knew that they were trying to rebuild the walls and redig the wells. They were being opposed and they had to fight with one hand and build with the other. And I know it's not easy to have that posture of heart, but I'm telling you, I saw it this morning. I saw an army in this place. I saw a posture that was ready to receive what God has to offer. And our heart was thanksgiving and praise. That was our posture. And he saw it. I want you to know that he saw it. He's saying, I saw you, Barb. He saw you. The Miller family, he saw you. He saw your heart. He saw your posture. Leah, he saw your posture. It's awesome. They had choirs that went south and north, and wherever their feet took them, they were dedicated to praise and give thanks to the Lord. And an atmosphere of praise and thanksgiving changes things around you. Daryl knows that. Walking into his workplace, I hear it all the time. It changes the atmosphere. You've got to have it. If God is entrusting you to build walls and dig wells, and I know it's not easy, you have to have a heart of thanksgiving and praise. It literally shifts the atmosphere. And I'm going to say, go ask Leah, because we have it so good here in America with all the instrumentation and all the equipment that we have here to, to bring about an ambience and a presence of God. And he uses that. There's no doubt in my mind. But I think we rely on that way too much. I think that we should be able to have that same presence of God at home in our quiet time to where we are, we are just floored with the presence of God, singing without a guitar, praising without a worship team. Just ask her. You go to other nations where there's not the gospel being preached and you go into the mission field, and man, I'll tell you what, you realize really quick where there's witchcraft and other things going on that in order to change that atmosphere, you have to begin to praise and give thanks. And you'll find yourself in situations that are beyond your control. I mean, literally beyond your control. It reminds me of Paul and Silas. In the, it was beyond their control. They're in jail cells. And what did they do? They literally began to praise and give thanks for God. Or to God. 
And you saw, you know the story, you know what happens. And you find out that the only thing you can do in that situation is to start loving on Jesus and thanking Him and singing His praises. It will not only change the atmosphere, but it can change nations. It's that powerful. That's why I'm telling you how important Thanksgiving is to have in front of you all the time. Go to Isaiah 51 verse 3. It says, The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden. Her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. And I am not even close to being done. And it needs to be. Okay. So, songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Here's a test, guys. What, what will take care of the joy and gladness? What are, what are we doing here in the, in the wilderness? What, what takes care of that? Songs of praise and thanksgiving. Psalms 100 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Give him thanks and praise his name. Thanksgiving moves the heart of God. Please go to Luke 17, 12 through 29. It says, Listen, he entered the village there, and ten men with leprosy stood in a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy. I looked at him, and he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them when he saw that he was healed, came to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Has Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith is healed. You see, Jesus sees a thankful heart. He sees it. And he notices it when you don't have it. And if Jesus cares about that, don't you think we should? Psalms 50, 23. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Let me, let me, let me say that again because I don't know if you all got that. But giving thanks is a sacrifice and it honors God. And guess what it brings? It reveals to you the salvation of God. I read that and I thought, I have never saw it that way before. Talk about the depth of Scripture in your life as you grow. Now, maybe you have, you know. Maybe I'm not telling you anything new. But I'm telling you, that's an amazing thing. Thankfulness reveals the salvation of God to your heart. Jesus, I'll tell you, this point is the only one who can satisfy you. Only one. You can go out and look for many things. But Jesus is the only one who's satisfied. The thing that brings that about is thanksgiving and praise. I want to close with uh, Luke 24, 28 through 32. It says, By this time they were nearing Emmaus, and at the end of their journey, Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him to stay the night. It was getting late. So he went home with them, 
And they sat down to eat, and they took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, guess what? Their eyes were opened. Suddenly, they realized, guess who it was? It was Jesus. And they recognized him. And at that moment, whew, what a heartbreak. He disappeared. He disappeared. But that was after they broke bread. And they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within, within us as he talked to us on the road and he explained the scriptures to us? Didn't we just burn inside? That's what God wants for us. He wants us to burn inside for him. There's a reason I'm talking about this scripture verse today and, and what it has to do with Thanksgiving. I believe that this door that we're about to see, that God's going to move in this place, that God is going to take this place to another level of church, and we need to be ready. I want to see it for me. I want to see it for you. I want to see it for our kids. I believe thankfulness, gratitude, and thanksgiving is the doorway to what God wants to do in this place. And there's something I want to point out in the last scripture is that it says they begged Jesus to spend the night with them. They constrained him. He couldn't. He couldn't leave. He was so blessed by, they're saying, come with us. We want to hear more. We want more, God. We, want, we don't even want to go to bed. We want to stay up with you and listen to more. They didn't even know it was Jesus until it was time. And he revealed himself to them. And then he disappeared. I believe that's what God's asking us to do. He's asking, how hungry are you? How thirsty are you? Are you going to contend for the, the blessings? We need to contend for Anita Henriksen today. We need to contend for all those that are sick in our body. Are you willing to fight? I know Daryl is. We need to keep that in front of us, just like that, that word that the Lord... Daryl keeps bringing it up and says we need to keep this in front of us. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the people set free and healed. I want to see people get saved. Not so that we can boast, but so he can get the glory. I know this message really stirred my heart. And if it touches you today, I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Leah, if you would, please come um, and pray that God would move our hearts. Please stand. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord as Leah begins to play. Worship team, if you would come up. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Whew. God, I thank you. If that's not enough, Lord, I bring our gratitude to you before you. And our thanksgiving for our families and our children. And for the blessings you've placed in this place. Father, for the food that you put on our tables. Father, for the pets that you've brought into our lives that give us love and compassion for your creation. Father, we know there's more. We know there's more and we want it. And we're willing. Yes, we say God this morning. Yes, we are willing. Yes, God, choose us. 
Yes, God, bring about the change that needs to take place in our hearts. Bring us to us to our knees to repentance and receive your forgiveness and, and feel your blessings in our life. Let us not grow weary, God, of the things that you have placed before us. But let us give thanks and run the race that you have given each one of us to run with fervor, with a burning desire in our hearts, God, to go forth, to see a world change and to come to you and to come to know that you are returning and God, you will be the perfect God. You will reign over us and you will give us the desires of our hearts. Father, we thank you that we can feel that great love and mercy that you so graciously gave out when you poured yourself out on the cross. Father, cause, cause us to weep. Cause us to know the things that you've done. Reveal to us, God, the salvation, your salvation for us even more. God, I know that everyone here probably is saved. I know that everyone knows the message that I preached. But God, I had asked that you would bring this and keep Thanksgiving in front of us and that we never take it for granted and that we know what it does for us as your people.